This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn track and field and cross-country news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica, and I'm here with my wonderful husband, Kyle, and I guess he's my co-host, to discuss the... (laughs) I guess I should be happy that you were confident about that I'm your husband, but you were not so confident about me being your co-host. What do you think I've been doing on every episode since... You know, a long time ago. So what had happened was I forgot to put myself in my notes. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, crap, I was supposed to introduce myself. So I didn't Wait, do that. Wait, you didn't know that you need to introduce yourself as the I host? was just reading the script, and then I realized my script was wrong, <laughs> and then I derailed it. You are really pulling back the curtain right here. Well, what, you think that I just do all this off my brain? That's what I assumed. And remember all of these people's times? Oh, no, not the stats. No, not the oh. times, not the jumps. No, nobody. Look, you know how much I struggle with math, so that would that's understandable to have you all those. You didn't struggle with saying the word math. Math? You sound like, it sounded like you said mass. Math? Mass? No. Okay. Interesting. So Kyle and I host this show sometimes together. One of us is the host. I, one I, is I the co-host. I guess I wasn't here a couple of times. Well, you used to not be. A long time ago. Anyway. Shout out to Whitney. We are here. It's been a time. Yeah. Auburn had a great time, though, at the SEC Outdoor Championship meet. SEC. SEC. So this meet happened May 11th through the 13th in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, at the Bernie Moore Track Stadium. And every time I read Bernie Moore, I want to say Bernie Mac. So Interesting. That's not where I was. Uh, that's not where I, I guess my mind would have gone on that. Every single time. Every time I hear Baton Rouge, I think it must smell like corn dogs out there. Mm. So, Well, that you see, I very specifically just said... Baton Rouge, Louisiana. I didn't mention LSU at all because mm. I, I just almost can't stomach it. It's, it's better than... Barely, is it? It's better than Tuscaloosa. I've never been physically assaulted in Tuscaloosa. I'll say that. That is true. That's a story for another day. We almost <laughs> talked about that on our live streams on Wednesday nights. Like, I, really? I, I know I've shared that story like a bunch of times, so I try to kind of temper when I tell it again. Well, for those wondering, I got punched in LSU. For time. doing nothing. Literally for just watching a football game. I wasn't even cheering. I was just standing there. Yeah, just just in an Auburn shirt, just existing <laughs> in Tiger Stadium. But because, anyway, this because is about sometimes I am more calm than I am on the show. Sometimes, sometimes, yeah, sometimes. So okay, let's talk about this SEC outdoor meet because it was pretty successful for it Auburn. Was, yep. So we've got a lot of highlights. So I'm gonna punt this to Kyle. And let him talk about the first one, because this is his favorite. Before we do that, though, let's mention how the teams overall finished. We've got a ninth place finish for the men, 41 total points. And then the women finish in 12th place with 25 points. Now, Jessica and I were talking about this, and just for some honesty, we think that this is pretty similar to where Auburn has finished. Maybe a little higher for the men in the past. Probably a little higher, I think. We've never been like I feel like dead last in SECs. Maybe we have, I don't know. But we were not this time and that yes. is what matters. Yes. <laughs> so I guess we were just kind of expecting a little bit higher for both teams just the way we've been competing well, this year, but I this is the SEC. It is the SEC and what's hard is you're going to see when we get to the notes, we had a lot of ninth and 10th place finishes. Mm. Like a lot. Yeah. And those hurt because the top 8 score points. So close. But if we are that close to like taking that next step, you can see it in those nine and 10 place finishes. Yeah. All right. Some highlights. We'll start off with someone we can always count on. We talk about every single episode. Miss Maddie Malone winning the gold medal in the hammer throw with a throw of 68 
5.69 meters. And this is her second SEC gold medal in two years. Isn't that crazy? to back, baby. Dominant SEC champion. Yes. And speaking of back-to-back... Let's not forget Dontavious Hill yep. getting the silver medal in the men's high jump with a jump of 2.18 meters, which is exactly the same medal that he got last year at the SEC meet. So there's two ways to look at this. Awesome consistency here. Amazing. You are one of the top three. You are getting the silver medal. Like all of that's great. But you got to imagine as him, the athlete, it's kind of like, I came so close yet again in a row. I'm just kind of putting myself in his shoes, but we are so proud of him. I mean, two years in a row being. The silver medalist in his event, I can't. I, I'm proud of him. I guess I could see from that perspective, being the athlete. I think as the spectator, it's so much easier to just be like, "That's amazing," yeah, you know, and not yeah. put ourselves in those shoes. Absolutely. But, so lots of good things there. Um, Paula Gravogel earned a new Auburn freshman record in the heptathlon with 5,262 points. The previous freshman record, Kyle, this is gonna stun you was set in 1989. So for those of you that are middle-aged, like some people. Are you saying I'm middle-aged? I'm just saying some people are middle-aged. Um, <laughs> this is not that big of a deal. But for people like Paula, this was long before she was even born. Yes. She set a record from before she was born. That's pretty awesome. That's amazing. This is a 34-year-old record. Yeah. That is so... 1989. That's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far mm. away. So we've been breaking freshman records a lot. A, a lot. lot. Of us, yeah. All right. We got a few more to talk about in our overall highlights. Michael May earned PRs in all 10 events that he competed in in the men's decathlon, which we'll mention again in just a little bit. And then another familiar name, Favor Ashe, earning the silver medal in the men's 100 meter with a time of 10.08 seconds. Man, that guy's fast. I know. And you know what's hard is so when you look, we're, we'll just jump in. We're going to jump into all the results. Okay. So because we're going to talk about the men's 100 meter dash first. It's a great segue. Did you plan it this way? I didn't, but this worked out really well. It did. So favors his first run the day, what I think it was Thursday. Yeah. Um, there were 31 individuals. Obviously he qualified for finals, but he got first in the prelims. I saw that one. With a time. With you got, you got moved by how fast I got, he moved. I got so moved. His time was ten point oh six, and then in the finals he was second with ten point oh eight. So he was actually faster in prelims. Same with Azim Fami with his fifth place finish in prelims, ten point one one seconds, which is his fastest of the season. And then in the finals he actually ran a ten point two five for a seventh place finish. Mm, I mean, just, it's funny that his fastest time was in the very first run he ran on the weekend. Well, it makes sense though, right? Yeah. You know, you're a little more tired the next day. Yeah. Also, your nerves are, I would think that you're like, just really amped being in the finals. Yeah, there's so much that goes in. Every race is different because you're racing against different competitors, different conditions. Are you more tired? And I've always wondered that as a non-track and field person, you know, how quickly can you recover? Because we would see like, remember like Brenda Kygan running the 5,000 meter and then she would do it two days later. I'm like, are you recovered enough to do this? Well, and think about it. So obviously like high school Mm -hmm. where they do track and field events in one day. And you've got athletes competing in multiple events. So like a 400 meter runner might run the 400 meter open at 2 p.m. And then the four by four being the last event of the day, always at seven or 8 p.m. Jeez. So, 
I mean, yeah, talk about being recovered. No, you're probably not. I wouldn't be recovered in a week after just one of those things. No, we used to (laughs) literally, our our track coach, she'd be like, you need to sit down. You don't need to be doing anything. If you've got two hours between your events, you need to sit down for one hour. I don't know if that was the best philosophy, but it worked. Hey, listen, you know, whatever floats your boat, I guess. Yeah. So, and let's not forget about Charlie Sexton. He also ran the men's 100 meter dash and got 21st out of those 31 athletes, but also got his fastest time this season with a 10.47 run. People competing at their best in the biggest stages. Love it. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. For the men's 800 meter, we had Louis O'Loughlin placing 10th out of 30 athletes, maybe 33. Yeah, I don't know. Kyle's computer's weird. Decided not to show us some numbers. Um, and so he placed 10th with a time of 1 minute, 49.3 seconds. For Rex Green, also competed. He placed 30th in 1 minute, 55.2 seconds. In the men's 1500 meter run, we got one person to talk about, Ryan Kinane, who we're very familiar with from a lot of running things throughout track and field and cross-country season. Fifth overall in his first run of the weekend out of 33 competitors that time. Three minutes, 44.1 seconds. He follows it up in the finals with a sixth place finish out of the final 12. Three minutes, 45.4 seconds. Just a hair slower than his first run earlier in the weekend. Very good performance for him, though. The men's 5,000 meter run. We've got two people to talk about. Carson Bedix, ninth out of 24. 14 minutes, 24.1 seconds. And then Dustin Lewis, 19th out of 24. 14 minutes, 52.2 seconds. So we also have Carson. I mean, just absolutely killing it in all of the long distance events. Men's 10,000 meter run on a 400 meter track. Y'all, this is a feat. He placed 10th out of 16 individuals that competed. And he ran that in 30 minutes, 34.4 seconds. I can go eat lunch and come back and he's probably not done with that run. Like, just, just think about it. Like, I could probably go get some fast food and get back in enough time in 30 minutes. I mean, like, that's fair. The time's fast And his for time him. is very fast. He, that's not me saying he's not fast. I'm okay, just saying that's that, what I was just trying to make sure. No, 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 no. That is not a shot at Carson or any of the athletes running this. It is saying that saying it is a very long... The, the amount of time it typically takes to run this for the best athletes, I could go get some fast food and be done. That's I a mean, crazy amount of distance. To be fair, also, it's just kind of hilarious that you're comparing fast food to running. <laughs> but... I didn't even think about that. Think about, like, these marathon runners... Man, I can take a solid nap in the amount of time they run 26 miles. I go to food. She goes to naps. That's what happens here. That's that's our marriage. Okay. So for the men's discus, we had Matthew Ruff. He placed 19th out of 19 competitors with a throw of 49.09 meters. Uh, Let's keep throwing some things. We got the hammer throw. And here's my boys. I always like to talk about the Kyles and Eric, too. He's part of the crew. (laughs) The Kyles and Eric. No, he's part of the crew, too. What about Eric and the Kyles? You did see the the image on social media of them doing like the stepbrothers image thing. This Ever since that picture i've just loved this crew so that's, that's my fair. these are my boys i love these guys all right so eric ebell uh finished fourth out of 17 with and let me just go and preface this everybody had their best throw of the season here so let's yep. just go ahead and go in go in with that knowledge fourth out of 17 for eric ebell 67.46 meters kyle moisten right behind him in fifth out of the 17 
67.29 meters. And right behind him, Kyle Brown, sixth place out of 1766.73 meters. Incredible. Everybody gets their best throw at SECs. Love it. It is so wild boys. to me to watch. Like, if you just look at our spreadsheet and all of the distance that they've thrown it, I mean, they are within one and a half meters of each other every single meet. Like, this is wild. I've never seen three athletes stick that closely together. Now you understand why they've kind of done so many funny things on social media. And I just love did. it. Why? I mean, they've helped anchor some of the best Auburn throwing times that we've had. You know, you look at the women's throwing with Maddie. Throwing times? Throwing times that we had, like times in the program for throwing. Oh, I thought you meant, I got you, I got are you, you. Are you with me now? No. Sometimes. Me, I'm going to throw it back over to me here. <laughs> See what I did there. All right, the men's high jump, Dontavious Hill, who we've already talked about. Second out of 10, 2.18 meter jump for him. Outstanding silver medalist. TJ Funches was 10th out of the 10, 1.99 meter jump for him. For the men's long jump, we had Jeremy Zamet placing 12th out of 20 competitors with his tied season best of 7.44 meters. Then for the men's shot put, we had Matthew Ruff placing 11th out of 14 with a throw of 17.56 meters. And Grant Griffin placing 14th with a throw of 17.07 meters. All right, here we go. The men's decathlon. All right, we're going to have to pick and choose what we talk about here because there's so much. So here's how we're going to do it. Okay, Jessica's taking over. All right, yeah, because there's a lot to talk about. So we had two competitors. Yes. We had John Murray and Michael May. Like we talked about, Michael got PRs in every single event. So there's, that is enough said. Yeah. (laughs) John got a PR in his overall points placement. So Mm -hmm. he got 7,760 points. I don't know if it's a lifetime PR, but let me say it is a season 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 best. We're usually operating off that. So he, like we said, fourth place out of 12 competitors, which is solid. Amazing. Mm -hmm. So the events are the 100 meter the long jump, shot put, high jump, 400-meter run, 110-meter hurdles, discus, pole vault, javelin, and a 1,500-meter run. So for John, I just want to highlight that from the last meet to this meet, he shaved 19 seconds off of his 1,500-meter run. Dang. That's ridiculous. He also increased his javelin throw by four meters. So... There, there, there's the highlights that Some I want to Big accomplishments. And listen, look, you know, I always worry about getting on the podium. I'm proud of him regardless, but he's just one place short of getting that but bronze Kyle, medal. He this is scored, still, he scored yes. four points for his team. Yes. No, and when you only, as a team, when you only scored, what did the men score? 45 points? Four points is almost 10% yeah. of the full team scoring that man is 10% no, of the team scores. That's amazing. not taking away from him. It's just one of those things that's like, oh, man, so close at the SEC level. I see that. And that's just kind of what I look at. Well, okay. that's And that's why we have two perspectives exactly, on this show. Exactly. Right? You can't always be a Pollyanna. Yeah. So Michael, yeah, also, like we said, obviously amazing day days for him. Um, not only did he get those PRs in every single event, he scored 7,280 points. Whew. He placed... Sixth, which earned the team what two, three points. You know that better than much better than I do. So I'm going to lean on you. For I'm that. not confident. You should have just acted like you were confident, and then I just would have gone with it on you. That's fair. So again, as a reminder, the events that they ran or and threw and jumped: uh, 100 meter long jump, shot put, high jump, 400 meter run, 110 meter hurdles, discus, pole vault, javelin, and 1500 meter run. Sixth place out of the 12 and those 7,280 points that he got. And of course, all the PRs as well. So outstanding for him. 
and outstanding for Auburn performances in the decathlon, uh, competing on the biggest stage. So there you go. All, also, go ahead. Looked it up. He did score three points. Three points total for yes. us. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. So between the two of them, they scored what did I say? Seven points total. No. Math is John, hard. John. Mm, Math is hard. Scored us five points, not four. I don't know what I said. Yeah, he scored us five points. Michael scored us eight, three. Michael scores three for a total of eight. <laughs> There's some kind of math. <laughs> There's it's... some numbers happening, but I'm not sure how they correlate. The decathlon, they scored eight points for the team. You know, I'm interested how we got there, but I'm glad we got there. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The ladies, let's move on before we frustrate people with our math skills here. We're going to start with the women's 100 meter. We've got Shantae Klinkscale on her first event of the weekend, finishing ninth out of 32 with a run of 11.36 seconds. In the finals, she got ninth out of nine. 11.47 seconds was her run. Nia Benton-Andrews in her run was uh, 22nd out of 32 and her best of the year, 11.58 seconds. The women's 200-meter run, Nia Benton-Andrews again. She got 14th out of 45. That's a lot of That's people. a lot of people. A lot of people run 23.13 was her run in seconds and her best of the year. Shantae Klinkscale, again, we were mentioning her, 31 out of 45. 23.85 seconds was her run. So for the women's 400 meter, we had Amira Sharp placing 20th out of 32 athletes with a time of 53.44 seconds, Ashanti Harvey placing 24th in 53.87 seconds, and Ariana Sharp placing 29th in 54.89 seconds. I know there's a little bit more spread between these ladies than like the guys throwing, but it's nice to see them being you know relatively close to yeah, each other. Yeah, they are. And especially in times, like they're only one and a half seconds yeah. difference between the two, uh, three of them. Sorry, I can't yeah. do math at all today. Apparently not. Man, it's <laughs> a rough day. Even those small numbers. <laughs> 29 minus 20. Yeah, apparently I said that was two. So for the women's 400 meter hurdles, we had Abisiano Akpam placing fourth out of 17 competitors in the prelims with her season best time of 56.57 seconds. And then in the finals, she placed sixth overall out of the nine finalists Mm -hmm. with a time of 57.11 seconds. Then Layla Hasbrook placed 15th overall out of 17 competitors with her season best of 58.5 seconds. Awesome, awesome. The women's 1,500-meter run, Jean Keatsy, 18th out of 34 in the top half there, relatively speaking. Four minutes, 28.5 seconds. We'll move on to the 5,000-meter run. Also, Jean Keatsy starting us off there, 19th out of 33. Her run was 17 minutes, point eight seconds, basically. Could you imagine? Like, okay, so that's where my athletic heart hurts. Yeah. She was less than a second off from being under 17 minutes. I know. I I could see where that would be frustrating, too, as a runner. Like, you're like, I came so close to just breaking that little barrier, so to speak, and getting into that. Hannah Tarwater, 22nd out of 33, 17 minutes, uh, 5.5 seconds. And then Hannah Thuss, 28 out of 33, 17 minutes, 36.3 seconds. 
So for the women's 4x400 meter team, we had Amira Sharp, Ariana Sharp, Ashanti Harvey, and Abasiano Opkan. They placed 10th out of 12 teams with a time of 3 minutes, 37.4 seconds. So for the women's discus, I'm going to steal this one from you, Carl. I know, I know you I love know. all the throwing events. You just had to take your favorite and steal one of my favorites. It's fine. <laughs> we had women's uh, discus. We had Mara Hewalt placing fifth out of 19 competitors with a throw of 54.9 meters. And then Megan Haig placing 11th out of 19 with a throw of 48.44 meters. The women's hammer throw. We've already talked about her. The SEC champion, hmm. back-to-back, Maddie Malone, first place out of 20, 68.89 meters, best of the season two. Uh, Danielle Gregory, 13th out of 20, 56.62 meter throw for her. The women's high jump, Sanai Barnes, I always forget how to say it, Sanai Barnes is what we're going to go with there. Sixth out of 11, 1.82 meters, just a hair short of matching her best of the season, which was the meet previous. But she's been very consistent. So she's got a 1.81 meter, 1.82 meter, 1.83 was her season best. That's I mean, really, she is very consistent. I mean, literally, if you're like an archer, you're like, my precision is like right on the dot yeah, there. See, love but. it. So for the women's javelin, we had Mara Hewalt placing ninth out of 15 competitors with a throw of 47.94 meters. Shania Holly placing 10th in 46.2 meters. And Maddie Roberts placing 13th with a throw of 42.84 meters. Mm -hmm. For the women's long jump, we had Amy Warren placing 12th out of 17 competitors with a jump of 5.98 meters. And then Shantoba Bright placing 14th with a jump of 5.84 meters. All right. The women's pole vault, Alyssa Quinonez-Mixon. Uh, ninth out of 18 with a jump slash vault, whatever vault. you want. Vault, jump, whatever. You know, in some ways you could also categorize this as a throw because they throw the pole into the little pit to launch themselves over you don't that. throw the pole into yeah, that. In a sense. Anyway, we're not going to debate that again here. We'll, we'll have that some other time when we need something to talk about. <laughs> uh, but Miss Mixon, ninth out of 18 with that 3.95 meter jump. Rhiannon held 18th out of 18 with a 3.80 meter vault uh for her the women's shot put mara hewalt seventh out of 18 16.69 meters uh megan haig 15th out of uh 18th 14.66 meters and then louisa bonner uh 17th out of 18 with a 14.10 meter throw for her for the women's triple jump we had our long jumpers competing in the triple jump which i guess is no surprise but it is always a surprise to me that athletes can do this event. This is amazing to me. So Amy Warren placed 10th out of 13 competitors with a jump of 12.77 meters. Then Shantober Bright placed 13th with a jump of 11.98 meters. Mm -hmm. And then our final competitor, we've already talked about her, Paula Gravogel, placing 6th out of 10 in the women's heptathlon with 5,262 points, that freshman record. So... Basically, let me just say, overall, the events that she'd competed in were the 200-meter, 800-meter, 100-meter hurdles, high jump, long jump, shot put, javelin. She literally did a little bit of everything. I mean, just every... I mean, it's obviously a little less than a decathlon, but still, the variety here is really Yeah, good. it is wild. So her highest scoring event was the 100-meter hurdle. She scored 907 points with a run of 14.51 seconds. And her second highest was the 200-meter run with a 25.17 second finish, scoring her 871 points. Great performance by her, our ladies in general, our guys. We have been very proud of them so far in regular season, now in the postseason. 
And uh, obviously, we've got a little bit more to talk about coming up here soon. We've got quite a few things because I think some of our athletes are going to go oh, yes. all the way. Um, so our next meet is Memorial Weekend, May 24th through the 27th. Shout out to Kyle's birthday on May 27th. So Auburn will go to the NCAA East Preliminary Rounds at Hodges Stadium in Jacksonville, Florida. So, nice, nice weather down there. It's sure. very hot. Yeah. Well, by the time they get down there, yes, for that weekend. Yeah. It's going to be a busy weekend, too, because imagine all the beaches and stuff. So yeah. if you want an excuse to go to the beach for Jacksonville area and go to some NCAA track and field action, you've got some reasons to be in the same place there. I mean, that's fair. So I really look forward to talking about the NCAA East Freedom. I think we've got some opportunities for people to shine at that level. I'm excited to see who that's going to be. Yeah, War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.